0: What's up, everybody? We have 10 minutes here with Mr. Adam Maxwell to discuss direct impingement versus piston-operated semi-automatic firearms. Also, just learned that Mark might have trypophobia because he is uh, slightly uh, slightly distressed by the three cameras on the back of his iPhone. Uh, anyway, we'll get into that some other time. But Adam, explain for those you know, direct impingement, piston driven, all that stuff. Uh, anybody not familiar yet? What is that? What are we discussing?
1: Well, first, I guess the uh, the part that I took an embarrassingly long amount of time to figure out. And if you're listening right now by yourself, you can just take this nugget and like not tell anybody that you didn't know. But <laughs> the the actual gas pressure that cycles an AR-15 is in the barrel. Actually, most semi—yeah, all semi-automatic guns. The actual pressure that cycles the bolt is what's trapped in the barrel. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about in this context is the gas pressure that it takes to unlock the bolt. So what comes through the gas tube on a DI gun or the piston is what gives it that initial catalyst to unlock the bolt so that the pressure in the barrel Can cycle
0: the bolt backwards oh so it's not actually yeah the the gas oh shoot gas tube itself doesn't have the pressure that actually cycles it
1: yeah so if you ever looked at a gas tube and were like man i can't believe that much gas comes through there to cycle that whole you're right so wait so then what is it doing then so in a di system what you're doing because you have you have a bolt carrier in battery, so it's locked. It goes into the extension and then it locks. Right. Mm-hmm. When the bullet fires and goes down down the barrel mm-hmm. and it gets to this gas port, it pressurizes the tube and sends it back into the carrier. And then the gas seal is back here. And that's just enough gas pressure to make the bolt do this. Okay. Just just kicks it Interesting. out of battery. So it's like if you had, you know, it's like a you know it's like
0: a, a jump starter.
1: It's like a dam on a river. And then all of a sudden you blew it up and all the water came rushing out, right? Like, yeah. the thing the thing that broke the dam, essentially, is what we're trying to do. So it's just it's just that little bit of push to get it started, and then once it's unlocked, the massive pressure that's in the barrel is enough to get the bolt traveling really. Interesting. It's like okay. a yes. two stage system. So that yes.
0: that makes this whole DI versus piston thing seem even less of a big deal if that's not right. actually pushing the whole thing back. Right.
1: So, that's a DI system. A piston system instead... Now, technically, if if you're a super nerd on this stuff, there are both piston systems. But what's referred to as a piston system, essentially, is instead of diverting that gas pressure all the way back into the receiver, that transfer of energy happens at the gas block to a piston. That piston then transfers the energy back to the bolt. So... That happens on a long stroke and a short stroke. There's two different kinds. A long stroke would be the most directly, conceptually, the easiest to understand in that it has a carrier that goes all the way to the gas block. And that same amount of gas pressure to get it started just happens in the front of the rifle. Mm -hmm. And that energy transfers back through a steel rod to the bolt carrier which causes it to unlock, and then the whole thing goes back. Okay. Same, so, same thing in an AK-47 or something like that, the more traditional gas piston designs.
0: Yeah. Same concept, then, as the DI. It's just that it's a steel rod making the initial jump or pump, so to speak, we're, instead of gas. Yeah, we're, mechanic, yeah, we're
1: mechanically transferring that energy back instead of piping it back yeah. into the receiver. And then a short-stroke piston works on the same principle, but instead of having a long carrier... Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's like a Newton's cradle, like those things that sit on people's desks. You know, that have the, if you Google oh, it, you'll see it. Yeah. But, you know, the thing with the, the hanging metal balls, and there's like five of them, and you pull one out, and you yeah. let it, and the thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: back and forth. Newton's cradle. Same thing happens on a short stroke system in that there's like a piston and a tappet in the front by the gas block. Mm-hmm. There's a transfer rod that's spring loaded, and that essentially impacts the, the bolt carrier and mm-hmm. hits it. So you have kind of this kinetic or you know, metallic transfer of energy because a couple things tap into each other, and that gets the, the rearward motion started okay. in a short-stroke system. So where did all that come from? Essentially what we have is when the military first adopted the M4, mm-hmm. kind of like back in World War II when they adopted the M1 carbine, they kind of needed this smaller gun to give to people who weren't really in direct combat roles. But they were still in a dangerous place, so they should probably have a firearm. That's what the M4 was. When it got started getting pushed into mainstream service, they started to find the shortcomings of what it was designed for. The M4 was designed as a support weapon. It wasn't designed as a suppressive fire, massive, high volume of use. So like okay. when, when SOCOM started using it, they were putting it on a more aggressive firing schedule. They started to find some of the weak points. And so, namely, one of them was they started breaking bolts. So, okay. bolts are going to break, but they were doing it on a faster schedule than they wanted to. So, when they started soliciting for a new gun or you know what they wanted a gun to do differently, that was part of what they were, were going after. And so, to handle a more aggressive firing schedule, mm-hmm. one of the things they started doing was looking at piston systems and then part of what sold the uh, the cleaner and lower maintenance and all that stuff was some clever marketing by some of those companies into things that weren't necessarily... They sounded questionable. They weren't questionable, but they were they were definitely uh, sold to have more value than they actually did. It was perceived value. Perceived value is what I was looking for. So because a lot
0: of people were saying that the DI, what's happening is all that gas is going back down the gas tube, and then it's just spilling back into your Mm -hmm. chamber, or Mm -hmm. you know that that area right up there above your magwell, you know the chamber, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, it is making it all really dirty. Whereas yep. this piston system blocked all that gas yeah. from getting all the way back into your chamber. So, they said, Oh, it's so clean. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the
1: same amount of soot, it's just in different places. Now, mm-hmm. a piston gun will run cleaner in the receiver where all the, receiver, the moving yeah. parts and the lubrication are, which sure. lends itself better to a longer service interval. Kay. So, a piston driven system can run longer without periodic maintenance. Okay, then then a DI system can. That does sound like an advantage. It is an advantage, but it's it's somewhat it was somewhat misportrayed at the beginning of the the early days of it. The other thing that really one of the cool thing the cool guy things when it first came out and when the 416 was really getting advertised hard is like uh, Navy seals when they do their diving stuff and they come out of the water like frogs
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
1: they shoot well, if your gas tube is full of water, your gas tube will explode.
0: When you shoot it, that's good to know. Good so, to know. So they had, to, yeah. they had to let that shoot out. I was out. just about to go diving. Sounds with the like 4. I've gotten lucky a few times, yeah. well, like when yeah. the
1: Navy <laughs> SEALs went went to the four sixteen. That was one of the reasons, is because they didn't need this gas system to drain out before the system was ready to use. Okay. So what about what about heat? I've heard like a heat argument, like it's not yeah. getting as hot. That was one of the interesting ones. I remember that one too. They would shoot like full auto magazine, and then they would light a match on the the head. Of a, or a, on the bolt of a M4. Right. And then they would shoot a full auto M or 416, and then they would like touch it with their finger. So, yes, much less heat transfer into the receiver. But, but, but does it matter? Not really. But that's also where some of the componentry, like um, as the M4 evolved, they started using different profile barrels and things like that as well that could take the heat better. Um, hmm. There are companies that have designed enhanced bolt carrier groups since then, too. So, there's been other uh, advancements and that kind of thing. But where where the the DI versus piston thing really starts to set itself apart or make a difference is you know, the D I is the original system. So what advantages does a piston system have? Piston starts to have an advantage when you shoot a lot of suppressed. Yeah,
0: okay. I was hoping you'd get to that. Okay. A lot sure. of suppressed.
1: So because we're keeping more of that soot out that longer service interval, interval carries over in press pressure. Now,
0: like you said, the soot's still in. The, it's just in the barrel now, and right. it just gets burned out? A little bit. You're
1: still going to get soot back in the receiver. You're just going to get less. Okay. Because remember, remember, it's not all coming through that gas tube. So, yes, there is a lot of back pressure in the barrel mm-hmm. that is going to come back in. But, like, when we run our demos and stuff like that or our range days and um, we have them side by side, like, the piston guns run longer. Okay. Okay. Then, then, the DI ones do, or they start to have hiccups sooner. Is one easier to clean than the other when it does get fouled? Piston systems are much easier to clean because the parts that get dirty are easier to clean. Okay. The uh, like you said, there's more parts. Yeah. Back there, I guess. Yeah, it's getting pressurized inside the bolt carrier. So what gets what gets carboned up is the back of the bolt head. And all the things in your in bolt carrier. DI. Yeah, in a DI. So those are all the little parts that you have to scrape and yeah. clean out in we here. We did
0: that uh, with. We had a 10 minute talk where Adrian came in and he cleaned out for something like that. Yeah. He did like bolt maintenance and he had to pull it all apart, He'd take those little gas rings off, yep. all that stuff. Yeah.
1: Yep. Whereas in a piston system, this is what gets dirty and you could probably just take a wire brush to that. Oh, yeah. just And then it's good to go. This is much easier to scrub out than this is. I like that. And this part doesn't really get. That dirty um, The other the other key Advantage to piston systems is when we start Doing really short guns When we start shortening the barrel Let's say below 14 inches
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. then the balance Or the uh, the intricacies Of getting the Gas pressure, the lag time Between when the bullet passes the gas port And leaving the barrel mm-hmm. And being able to Basically all the dynamics that go into making the rifle Cycle
0: Okay. As right. we
1: shorten the barrel up, that gets more, there's less wiggle room in making it all work. Okay. So, piston systems, because they don't require as much, I'll say, require as much dwell time, or they don't have to pressurize the whole system. And then the pressure that they're getting at that point is ah. higher. It's more volatile in a short barrel mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. it is if it's longer. So, it's easier to get a short gun to cycle more reliably and to cycle better on a piston system than it is in a DI. It can be done okay. both ways, Yeah, but pistons lend themselves better to the short applications and the suppressed applications more so than
0: hmm. than DI. Hmm. I like it. Okay, cool. But what do you prefer to use?
1: I like the piston guns. Um, I've been a, a big proponent of, like, the, the long-stroke piston systems like PWS and things like that for quite a while. I like the extended service life or extended service interval. hmm like I said, the parts that get dirty are easier to clean. And I also just like the
0: way that, that the gas pressure is managed in those particular systems. But I use both. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I use both. So you gave some pros to the piston. Let's just just to recap, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think with main pros to the DI is it cheaper, I'd imagine. A little yep. bit less expensive? cheaper parts compatibility, like
1: through different brands. Right. Um, a piston system tends to be proprietary to that yeah. manufacturer. Okay. So if you're if you're a, a hat at home builder or if you're um mixing and matching parts to get that rifle just the way you want it you're going to be looking at a DI system. yeah they traditionally they tend to be cheaper they tend to be lighter too that's the other the the advantage to di it tends to be mm-hmm. lighter because they don't have this mechanism on top it's they just have a, lot a thin more metal yeah it's a thin steel tube. It's a very thin steel tube instead of a transfer rod which translates to a few ounces.
0: Gotcha. And, then, and then the springs that are associated and with it. And it's a few ounces out front, too, which yes. is generally not yep. the most yep. uh, nice place to get yep. more yep. weight.
1: Leverage, definitely. definitely. You feel ounces on the front of the gun more than you yeah. feel ounces on the back when sure. I picked up a 416, I
0: felt that a little bit, where it's yes. like, oh, this thing's up, this yeah, portly. Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. All right. Right on. Well, there you have it. DI versus piston. One thing we also got to talk about is separate 10-minute talk for another time. We should talk about the different gas lengths and barrel lengths and all that in AR-15s. Oh, yeah. Got short, midi, rifle. Oh, yeah. They got long barrels, how people match up. You know, the 16 mid is like the classic new thing. Anyway, that that's that's another 10-minute talk, I think, for another time. Probably with Adam here. But cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you have anything else that you want discussed uh, about these firearms or, you know, anything else in 10 minutes or maybe 14, 14 in this ish. case. Ish. Let us know. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you all next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.